When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, subscribe, even leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. I am Anthony Totry, joined on this terrific Tuesday by Shane Diefenbach. Yeah, I am. Sean DePaul. Yeah, he is. Gentlemen, happy oh, yo, Tuesday. Yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, we yeah, got yeah, NFL yeah. football this week. College football week one is done. Like, it feels like we're in the most beautiful time of the year. We are. We're entering a golden era of sports. Ooh, a golden yeah, era that's of sports. Yeah, the most wonderful time of the year is actually about yeah. this time of the year, not Christmas yeah, football season. Common misconception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's extra spicy for you, Sean, especially on Thursday. You've got Buffalo Bills action for the first time in a while. Yeah, it's a big test. Don't feel good. I, I, I mean, I feel good, but at the same time, I don't feel good because the Buffalo Bills and nothing ever, nothing ever goes right with the Buffalo Bills. We'll see. Maybe this is our year. I think if they beat the Rams, they might go undefeated. We'll see. <laughs> Talk about either like nothing goes right for the Buffalo Bills, but if they win on Thursday, nobody's going to beat them. Like I mean, <laughs> I think this is one side opponent. of the spectrum no. or the other. Talk about talk about um, some football. Uh, I had a fantasy draft last night. I was texting you guys throughout. Yeah, absolutely killed it. Oh my god! I think um, your skill players oh, yeah, are fucking ridiculous. insane. I drafted him. Drafted Josh Allen. You drafted Emory Jones. Um, no, but I, um, oh, speaking of him, I taught Petey what him means, so he might be saying that too. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I think Petey is him. I told Petey he was him, yeah. Petey is the most him person, yeah, in the he office. is. Um, but the most him person on the football team, the ASU football team, definitely Emory Jones. Um, we thought we were going to talk to Emory today, some scheduling conflicts. I think he had some, some stuff that he had to take care of after practice, so we didn't get to talk to him. But we did get to talk to a couple of guys who did play a big role in ASU's 40-3 to victory over NAU last Saturday. Talked to Emmett Bull, who's getting ready to come back. We talked to Ro Torrance. Talked to Ladarius Henderson. The, the big thing that I was able to take away from what these guys had to say is it is going to be a big test on the road. The environment is something that I, maybe it's like we're so early in the week that it's not something that I really thought about too much. But Going on the road in Stillwater, obviously Oklahoma State now up to number 11 in the AP Top 25. Um, it's going to be a stripe out in Stillwater. So, it, I mean, it's going to be a packed house. It's going to be a big game. I believe the spread is still at 10 and a half. 11. It's at 11 now. And I've said on my Twitter, it's going to keep going up. Um, I would expect it to be hovering around 11 and a half, 12 come Saturday. So 
I would wait if you're going to bet on ASU. But yeah, I I mean the yeah the location thing is something that I've been thinking about yeah. just because every time I've said Stillwater, I kind of get chills because it's scary. Yeah. Um, that place going to be jumping. It, it totally is. I mean, this is a really big game because, like, I expected the spread to be a little bit higher. Yeah. And I think it's a lot of what happened yet last week with CMU, which again underrated team, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I, I, yeah, they gave up a lot of points, and they gave a lot of points at home. So, yeah, I could see, I could see, I could definitely see ASU scoring a bunch. But I think this is going to be a defensive battle. If I'm being honest, weirdly enough, <laughs> this is this is the biggest ASU road game since fill in the blank. <laughs> Anytime you go to Corvallis and you're trying to <laughs> save your season, uh, no, probably probably Utah last year. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Just because um, of not only what you know how big the game was in terms of rankings, but also what it came on the heels of the emotional game for Utah. Um, you know, after after the unfortunate stuff that happened there last year, um, and just you know Utah kind of being kind of Cameron rising through the ranks, if you will. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I, it, it was a really big game last year. I'm so sorry. Also, BYU was really big too. But okay, yeah, again, not two outcomes you wanted. Yeah, yeah. I will. I was going to respond to something Strain said earlier. I will never in my life put defensive battle in the same sentence with a Big Twelve team. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I I just I think this is a better offense than CMU's. I know you love the action and all of that, but I just am interested to see what this rush attack does against like a real opponent so we'll see um but yeah it's definitely the biggest uh, road game that this program i think has had i think it's bigger than any road like obviously when you consider the circumstances of last year and their hopes of making a rose bowl maybe even a college football playoff like those couple of games in utah were like pretty big deal but like in terms of of where the program is right now, if you throw in just the, the possibility of them going to the Big 12 and all, all all of this, just like everything that the program has gone through over, throughout the summer, like this is a pretty big deal. Um, I, I I don't know if there's this is this is definitely one of the biggest road games that they've had in a a, a hot minute. Yeah, uh, that's why I said weirdly enough though. Like I, I I trust me, I know all signs point to a lot of points, but this is just something weird that happens. There might be. You know, more uh, after seeing what happened with both these teams last week, there might be more of a scheme and a game plan of pound the rock um, and, you know, milk some clock, keep the ball out of yeah. the opponent's hands. I just think yeah. it could get a little gross. I mean, the over-under is set at 57 and a half, which is, you know, high, but not crazily high for college football. You know, you look at Northern Illinois and Tulsa, that game's at 62. You look at FIU and Texas State, that game's at 61. Um, if you want like a more premier matchup, Houston and Texas Tech, that's at 65 and a half. Like, it's not it, like if you think it, if you think it's going to be what it was last week, then I mean, hell, take over 57 and a half. That's free money if if that, if, if you think that's where it's going to yeah. go. I just don't think it is. Yeah, I'm not necessarily sure that's what this coaching staff wants. Mm. I don't think this coach, I don't think either coaching staff does. Yeah, I, I, I just like the last thing you want, and especially if you're ASU, right? Like, you, you obviously have faith in Emory Jones, he's a good quarterback. But if if this comes down to a shootout and it's it's Emory Jones or it's Spencer Sanders, I'm taking Spencer Sanders yeah. every single day of the week. Um, it's a guy yeah, that but, threw for 400 something yards last week. But if this comes down to a defensive battle, I'm taking ASU's defense. Yeah. Yep. Over Oklahoma State. So I hope you're right, Shane. Um, 
And also, like, you talk about the quarterbacks, but if we're if you're looking at this as a whole, like, I think Xavier might be the best offensive player in this game. Really? Um, it has the potential to be the best offensive player in this game. Um, especially if the – I mean, obviously, it's significantly different opponents that they'll be going up with, but if the offensive line getting Des Holmes back and just how good the left side of the offensive line looked last week, if they are that – productive against this opponent then i think xavier and ingata can have a hell of a game and also like like we talked about after the the nau game we didn't see all that this offense is capable of like yeah. they they held back a little bit and they were a little sloppy if we see them take more shots and everything like that uh, i i don't know i think this offense can be exciting yeah and it will be and i think a lot of the guys that that i spoke to today ladarius included I mean, he was pretty straight up. He said 200 rush yards a game is our goal, right? Like that's a number that we strive for every single week. That's a number I don't feel like they'll have any trouble reaching this week. Um, you know, jokes aside, the, the Big 12 doesn't play a lot of defense. Oklahoma State kind of um, – they didn't do themselves any favors in regards to that statement given the fact that they did give up 44 points to CMU. And, you know, you could argue it was garbage time, whatever, but like – they outscored Central Michigan 44 to 15 in the first half, right? Only to go on to score 14 more offensive points in the second half. Whereas you look at CMU scored 30 something. So it is what it is. We'll see what happens. Uh, kind of getting back to, to what the guys had to say earlier today. Um, looking at a guy like Ladarius Henderson, he talked about this is probably his biggest ASU game road game um, since Michigan state. He feels like it's going to be a similar environment to what that was like. Um, we all know how that turned out for the Sun Devils. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens in terms of the environment. But I think something that's going to play in ASU's favor that maybe it wouldn't have in years past is we've talked about the transfers and we've talked about the seniority of the transfers. I think this is where it comes into play that a lot of these guys have played at big time schools, right? You look at Des Holmes, played at Penn State. You look at Roe Torrance, played at Auburn. Like there are a lot of guys on this roster who are familiar with big time games and big time environments. Emory Jones up against Alabama last year. Like I think that they will be cool, calm and collective in this environment. Now, can that sustain for four quarters against an Oklahoma State offense? that is going to be firing what we assume on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Sean. Yeah. What do you want me to say what you want, whether you, you know what <laughs> no. I'm thinking or I, th- I think you, I think you just want to say, it. what are you thinking? I mean, I I'm doing this for Chris and Chris only because I know she'll hear this. You said cool, calm and collective. Cool, calm and collected. Yeah. I just, okay. Shane started smiling. So I, I feel like I had to, um, oh, okay. But no, to what you were That's actually for, talking. Okay. About, I'm gonna get a tweet like, later. <laughs> I'm gonna get a tweet later, Chris. Chris, I'm gonna apologize right now. So I got to do on Twitter. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I um, but to what you're talking about, like Emory specifically, like you talk, arguably his best, one of his best performances last year was against Alabama, and yeah. I mean, you saw, you saw what Gainesville was against this Utah game. Like he played in that every time he was home and then yeah all of just anywhere in the sec really it's just a crazy experience a lot of big 12 schools like stillwater are, are, are very similar environments um yeah the, the, like you said that that kind of composure and just like the trust that they have with one of another one another uh, like something we talked about all summer just kind of cutting out the cancer and they all seem to be on like a 
the same page for the most part is mm-hmm. is going to be huge, especially when we talk about the penalties, right? Like that that was always a problem with them last year. They did better with it last game, but this is going to be a very loud crowd, so it's going to be very interesting to see how the offense performs in that respect as they can not have any false starts or stuff like that. So it's going to be an experience, but it is definitely good to have kind of that veteran presence um, in a game like this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you mentioned big environment. Like the first time they went on the road last year against a ranked opponent, BYU, 27-17 final. But the biggest glaring stat that everybody, of course, will point to, 16 penalties for an entire football field and then some, 121 <laughs> yards. So, yeah, this is this is a huge, huge <laughs> test. Um, because if, if you guys remember, they won the total yards battle in that game. They had 426 to 360. Um, that's not even close. That's a 70, what? 70 yard difference, 65 yard, but yeah, total difference. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was the yards per play 6.9 to 5.4. Yeah. Um, third down efficiency, seven, seven out of 13 to four out of 11. Like they dominated everywhere. They only punted four times. BYU had to punt six times, but you lost two fumbles and you lost and you threw two interceptions and you had 121 penalty yards. That's just not going to fly when it comes to these opponents. I mean, BYU, was a probably a more beatable opponent last year. You can't do that against Oklahoma <laughs> no, State. No. You do that against Oklahoma yeah. State, you're going to get stomped on, you're going to get made fun of, and you're going to get run out of Tempe, Mr. Herm Edwards. So that can't happen. I mean, you're 100% right. And this is this is something I wanted to bring up a little bit later in the show, but while we're, while we're on it, like the penalties were better, right, in game one for ASU. Yeah, but they, but, they wiped out two touchdowns. Though. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, I, I I'm I, I hate this. I hate when people think that the I hate when people say that the, a touchdown was wiped out when it was an offsides call that was well, like, okay. So one was wiped one out. Was there. wiped out. That wasn't wiped uh, that, out. Okay, that, that was, was that would have never happened if he wasn't offside. Okay, but Assume, yes, assuming. But yes, I, I get what you're saying. You also have to understand, like yes, that was a much better performance, but that was such a relaxed game. Yeah, it such was a glorified scrimmage. Yeah, yeah. and so th- there's no pressure. Like when the pressure t- turns up, like that's when it gets scary. So yeah. and it was the water can be scary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were at home. home. Like the, the the crowd is not gonna. I mean, it was at home where the the a much lesser opponent where the, the stadium wasn't full. The student section showed out, but otherwise it was not nearly was as full as it could have been. Yeah. Um, and they're on offense at home, so like the noise is not going to be anything close to what it's going to be in Stillwater. So that's going to be just a hell of an well but but if this does make you any happier um last year your buy game against southern utah that you won 41 to 14 um asu had 13 penalties for 135 yards against southern utah and they still put up 41 points um so yeah maybe this is i'm not gonna say it because i don't want to but it it look it's looking in the right it, it, it looks like it's going in the right direction in terms of discipline yeah, um, which is so damn strange because last year it felt like, look, you're getting a team that has a good amount of people back a lot more than this year. Um, you have a quarterback that's been at the helm for three years um, and, you, you you know, you have an offensive line that knows each other. Now it's completely different. You have an offensive line that barely knows each other. You have a new quarterback. You have new running backs or you have a new running back at your starter. You have almost a brand new starting wide receiver core. And your defense is completely revamped, and you're only get, gonna what three, four penalties? Yeah, I mean it was fewer. I don't know the exact number, but I think, I think it, was it was only four range. It, it, it's so strange to me, and, and you have to think it, it has a lot to do with like was Jaden snap count weird? 
Um, yeah. Was, did, was it just not an emphasis? Did they think they were better than that? And obviously, after you come off the heels of a fucking disappointing season in terms of discipline, you're probably going to try to fix some things in the offseason. And you kind of have a blank slate. And I think Herm probably made that, you know, the biggest point of emphasis this year. Maybe Glenn did as well. Um, so, yeah, yeah. It, it would be dope if that's not a problem anymore. But we will see. Yeah, you definitely can't take for granted what Glenn did um, in game one. I feel like scoring 40 points without giving up, without opening the playbook very much is an impressive thing to do. Again, we'll see because it is going to be an absolute coaching battle this week. As much as it is going to be on the field, it's going to be um, definitely a battle of strategy. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, but that is not the only thing that takes strategy. Underdog fantasy also takes strategy. I haven't done this yet, so I'm super excited. Shane, I know I know you got into it earlier this weekend um, when Max sent this email out. Uh, giving it a try, but for everyone that's not familiar what it is, um, it's supposed to spice up football season. So it's underdog fantasy and their pick'em game. Just look for your favorite or least favorite players' stats. Pick whether you think they'll end up with a higher or lower total than that number in this week's game, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night pick between two and five players for your pick'em entry, get all your picks right, and you'll take home some cold, hard cash with the opportunity to win, again, up to 20 times your money in a single game. You can search in the App Store and click the link in the show notes. Sign up with promo code PHNX, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code PHNX, and get in on the action today. Shane, how has your experience been with Underdog Fantasy so It's far? so good. I'm such a petty better, too. Like So <laughs> taking unders on people I don't like is so fun to me. Like if I hate a pitcher, I'm like, oh, hammer the over on their or the under <laughs> on their pitch count. Hammer their over on on hits allowed. Like it, it's really fun. I've been doing a lot of baseball. Their their daily fantasy drafts are also so dude, damn fun, I saw, dude. I, when we started the show, I was I started a fantasy draft. It was a three three person fantasy draft yeah. for the the Bills Rams game. I had uh-huh. the first pick. I got Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup Devin Singletary, Dawson Knox, and Van Jefferson. Four flex players. And Why so not? what Another. happens? What happens? So, so like you have that team it, and they have their it's, guys. It's a fantasy day. Okay. It's one day. It's a one it's a, it's a it's a fantasy league, but it only happens at one game or one night. It's awesome. Huh. And then yeah. you know you're pulled into a, a pool with a bunch of other players, or you can just do a three person, and that's what makes this so fun. You can also do a private draft, so you can throw five dollars, Sean can throw five dollars, I can throw five dollars. We all draft a team for that day of games. We should do that right after oh. the show. Uh, we I'm might down. have to do that for the Rams. We might. We should do that before the Bills Rams game. Yeah. Yeah, so you could do separate drafts. Like if I wanted to do a draft with you guys for the Bills Rams game, I could. And then if I have another group of friends, I could do the same, like a different draft. Yeah, but, but for that you, same game. you don't have another group of friends. But yeah, you could do that. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I was. I'm looking at Josh Allen's pickums right now. I just. I mean, what are his touchdowns set at? Touchdowns are two and a half, higher or lower. <sighs> I don't know, man. I feel like you got to go lower because I think he's going to throw two and probably run one in, right? Yeah, but that's over three. That's over two and a half. Oh, but that's total touchdowns. It's not just yeah, passing touchdowns? touchdowns? Yes. Oh, then total, yeah, I like over. Or higher, I like and higher. And that's what's so dope about this, too, is it's not like like minus 110 odds. Everything is the same with the pick-up thing. Like, oh, really? Yeah, like yeah. like they, they're just – they're all – you just have to combine two, and they'll get you times three odds regardless. It's yeah. great. So the more, yeah, the more picks you make, the higher that like percentage goes. Like, it's so fun, man. Goes. Yeah. Love it. it definitely game changer. Definitely go give it a try, especially with the NFL season um, getting in action this week on Thursday. And then obviously college football week two is going to be a lot of fun. We've already started to talk about it a little bit between Oklahoma State, ASU. Um, and there's still so much we can talk about. But there is I want to talk a little bit about that Central Michigan game 
last week because I felt like that made headlines pretty early on with with them giving up 44 points to a Central Michigan team. Um, this is something that kind of stood out to me, and it's funny that you brought up last year what ASU was able to do. Um, I forget. What was it? BYU. They outperformed them in every stat, but unfortunately, they outperformed them also when it came to penalties and turnovers. This is exactly what CM did against Oklahoma State last week, right? They had more total yards. They had more first downs. They had more third down conversions. They had more pass yards than Oklahoma State, but they had more penalties and they had the only turnover of the game. It's Chippewa's football, baby. It's something that like, you're just, like you said, you're not going to be able to beat these big teams in big time environments when you lose the turnover battle and you lose the, and and you just commit more penalties. It's just not something that you're going to be able to do on the road, especially in a place like Stillwater. I mean, when a great game reaches a hundred plus points, you know, something weird is going on. So yeah, it was just a weird game. Um, I don't know. I don't even know how you begin to scheme against a team like this. I think like it's not in a bad way. Stop Spencer Sanders. Like not in a scary way, just like in a, what the hell, like, where do you even would start? Like, where do you even start? Their defense is bad, but is it, does their offense just move too quick? How do they put up 58 points? Wait, what he did? What eight catches for six or six catches for 133 yards. Also somebody went five catches for 83 yards. What do we do? But then you also think it was the Chippewas who cares? Throw it all away. Run the ball. That's what I would say. Well, then is that what Oklahoma State does for ASU? No, because you don't have that. I think I think your game plan if you're Oklahoma State is you contain Emory Jones the best you can in the pocket, and you probably you probably you got to stack the box, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. This is this is so interesting because from a pure game planning perspective, like a lot of defenses now are just too high in college football. It's translating a lot from the NFL. Just too high safeties, let everything in front of you. But we saw Emory last week very content with just letting everything work in front of him. Yeah, he was you know, totally five, fine chipping away. 5, 10, 15 yards, death by a thousand cuts, which is amazing to see have a patient quarterback like that. If Oklahoma State, you know, doesn't allow that and they start lining up in cover two, cover one, uh, or, or excuse me, like, yeah, if they start lining up single high safeties, you, you start setting up the run. Uh-oh, play action. Who's that downfield? Messiah Swinson. What are you doing running the seam route? <laughs> touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. He's already got it mapped out. Yep, that's what's going to happen. He's already got it mapped out. What do you think, Sean? How do you game no. plan for something like this? I don't know. Like, so they run a no huddle, right? Oklahoma State ran yeah. a no yeah, huddle. Yeah, it's a very fast-paced high. offense. So that that is going to be interesting. I think that's going um, to be good that you're getting back, presumably, Jordan Clark and Marcus Davis. Like, to have guys that A, didn't play last week, and, and B, just have more depth in the secondary. Like, you get yeah. a little more – you'll have legs for that kind of stuff. Um, and the depth on the defensive line. Like, that's what – that's I think is a good a good thing about this defense is just kind of the depth that they have going up against a team that's going to be moving – that's going to be playing so fast. Um, but, I mean, you joked about it, but also the, the answer is stop Spencer Sanders. Like he threw yep. for over 400 yards against the Chippewas. If, like if, if six total touchdowns too. If yeah. you stop Spencer Sanders, or even if like even if this team slow goes up on down. you, what? I said even if you just yeah. slow him slow, down. Yeah, yeah. Even if you slow him down, this team went up big in the first half, like really big in the first half, and they just couldn't put it away. You yeah. know that their rushing attack in the in the second half, 45 yards on 20 carries. Wow. 45 yards on 20 carries. If you, if you, I mean, like that, that's the scary thing though, is like, you almost want them to, you don't want them to get a lead early, but like a scary thing would be up 14 going into the fourth quarter. And Spencer Sanders has found his groove 
you know, three touchdowns in the third quarter. Let him get fourth, comfortable. Fourth quarter. Yeah, and it gets scary. So I, I, I think I think the game plan is just contain the man the best you can. Yeah. Um, their defense wasn't great, but it was really good last year. Yeah. Um, giving up 531 total, or, or if ASU gives up 531 total offensive yards, I think you lost the game. You can't let yeah. that happen. Um, and I don't think they will. I don't think it compares to Central Michigan. But yeah, just just contain as best you can. No shot plays. Um, but yeah, I, I I can definitely guarantee they won't be running uh, the the power run huddle up offense that I was talking about the other day. Um, but but it'll it'll be air heavy. And yeah, the is Jordan Clark gonna play? Have we got? Hey, it sounds from the looks of it, it sounds like Jordan Clark and Tamarcus Davis are both going to okay. be available. I saw that Tamarcus was definitely gonna line up opposite of Row um, to start the game. So that's very interesting. You just need really good play from your secondary. Um, yeah, I think yeah. I think a big part of this game, and it's something that NAU game planned pretty well against ASU, was trying to take their pass rush away, right? Because the defensive line oh, God. is supposed to be the the bread and butter of this defense. It's supposed to be the strong point, um, and they just weren't. They they struggled to get to the quarterback a little bit, but that you know is in part to what NAU did. Getting NAU the ball shouldn't be quick. able to slow anything down that you do, though. Yeah, yeah. They just shouldn't. Yeah, but be if you're running to... screen plays or if you design plays to get the ball to your quarterback's hand fast, I understand. Now, over the last two seasons, so la- all of last year and then this one game, Oklahoma State hasn't lost very many games. They've lost two games in their last 14-plus, right? The only two losses, game at Kent's number nine, Baylor, and unranked Iowa State. Now, those games were lost because Spencer Sanders was all over the place in terms of he had to run for his life. Those are his most sacked games over the course of the last season and a half, right? That's how you win this game is you get him uncomfortable. This is a senior quarterback. He's been in this offense for a while. He's at home. He's going to be comfortable. He likes his wide receivers. How do you mess with that? You got to rough him up. You got to put him in the dirt time and time again. You got to do it early and you got to do it often. Yeah. Uh, also, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is definitely part of the game plan. But did you guys see a single stunt from the defensive line against NAU? Like, like a like a real like one. a real stunt? No, because because that just might be a game planning thing. You might not want to let the dogs hunt yeah. until this game. Um, yeah. Charles Moore is a dog. Let, that, let the man hunt. A speed yeah, rushing I mean, threat that 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 Nessage Tilvera can get open by pushing the interior lineman to his right and Trevez Moore going to his left. That could be scary. So. Yeah, Sean, what were you gonna say? I said Donnie said as much, right? Like they were boring defensively. They, yeah, they and they were. I think he said sloppy, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think I, I don't think I'm not gonna speak to to how effective they're gonna be able to be, how effective they're going to be against this Oklahoma State offense. But like, I think you're going to see them at least try to do more. Um, yeah, because I mean, Donnie said in the offseason he wanted to be aggressive, and they weren't exactly that against NAU. Um, so I, I think you'll see more of that against a team yeah. that they need to be aggressive against to try and beat. They're I, pretty vanilla. Yeah, I think that this team will get more on the the predictions and everything and the previews later in the week, obviously. But this is my last point on it. I think that this team, if they play like they did on offense last week, you know, calm, composed, take everything that the defense is giving you. No, don't try to do anything crazy. Um, and your defense can get a strip sack and, a, and an interception or just two turnovers. I think you win. I think you win easy. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we said that last week, right after the NAU game. They needed, they need to be, they need to force turnovers mm-hmm. like they kind of did against NAU. Um, and then, yeah, well, no, they, those they, were those were unforced. Well, well, fair enough. But they need to, they need to. <laughs> the take DJ Taylor one was forced, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
and then yeah, they also need to they need to play at their own pace, right? Because like we said, that offense is gonna obviously this isn't basketball. Like you can't obviously when you're on offense, they don't control how fast you're going. But like they 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 need to slow it down, and especially if if the offense can go on long drives and let the defense recoup after playing yeah. on these on these. Well, get Oklahoma State out of out of sync too. Yeah, exactly. Like that that will be huge for the defense. Yeah, if you can get if you can, I I don't think we'll see a lot of DJ Taylor. But if you can get one of those corners, I mean, we'll see DJ Taylor just not as much as we did last week. If you can get one of those corners to make a play like he did, where Chris Edmonds was able to get the pick after that, um, that's huge. You 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 need X factors defensively, and it doesn't really matter who it's coming from. Um, Fuck, I would love to see a Nesta Jade Silvera drop back into cover two and take something off. Can you imagine? If Nesta Jade Silvera gets a pick six, I'm losing my fucking mind. Yeah, (laughs) but anything like that. I mean, yeah, the defense was vanilla, 100. percent Yeah, let the dogs hunt, Donnie. Let them hunt. Let them hunt. Hey, man. The last thing I'll say before we move on. Vanilla defense last week. Donnie said they played sloppy. They didn't give up a touchdown. I know it was NAU. They were one of nine teams in the Power Five that forced their or held their opponent to less than seven points. The other teams: number one Alabama, number two Georgia, number six Texas A&M, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Duke, Kansas State, and Arizona State. We should get Iowa off that list. After what happened, they played a poor offensive game, but like, I mean, defensively, they held them to less than seven. Oh my God. Hey, less than that's seven. Big 10. That's Big 10 football, baby. It's so it's gross. It is, it is so gross. It is, so it is, gross. It is the antithesis of Maction. It's the exact hey. opposite. Yeah. It is what it is. ASU, Oklahoma State is going to be a lot of fun. Um, and if you want, actually, I don't know why you wouldn't, but on Saturday, watch party at Four Peaks Dude, in I'm Tempe so starts at, I believe, 3 30, kickoffs at 4 30. Come out. It is going to be an absolute blast. We talk about their drinks. That is what it is. It's phenomenal. Their food is great. The environment's going to be great. Like, there isn't a better place because college football is going to be on every single TV. And ASU versus Oklahoma State is going to be on the big one. The, the big one. It's like Can 60 inches. Count how many? 60. I was going to say, you can't count that high. Isn't it like 115? It's 121 it? or something. Oh it's like 100. Did you tweet that out today on our I account? did. I did, but for some reason 60 was in my head. You know, biggest 60 the, the the big TV in our office, which we got some big TV. That's a big the TV. Middle, the middle one is not it's it's bigger than 60 inches. That one's 60? That one's like 80. So the the one at Four Peaks is going to be like 115? Brother, it's a yeah, it's massive. That's crazy. It's probably it's a projector. That is crazy. Definitely is come out. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. And while we're talking about Four Peaks, you guys still have time to enter the Toast of the Month sweepstakes. If you win, you're going to walk away with a $50 Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. Go to gophnx.com or click on the link in the show notes. It's got to be 21 or older and enjoy responsibly. 115, 115. <sighs> That's a big TV. Definitely rock your, your PHNX merch. Come say hi. Um, and let's watch ASU potentially upset number 11, Oklahoma State. Because, let's, hey, let's, shot, let's shotgun a, a, a beer out of the glass. Do we have a JD5? Do we have an EJ5 game for like a drinking game for no, Emory Jones? No. No? Okay. Well, it is Why not it us? Is. Why not us, baby? Um, let's talk about the most hated man in Tempe. Which, again, so unreasonably so. <laughs> like, he didn't do anything personally to you. He didn't curse the No, I'm not saying I hate him. I know, but just I saw so much crap on Twitter. Uh, you should have seen Facebook. Can I? Can I also? Can I also <laughs> say something? Yeah, that's of course. Facebook's always worse. Can I say something? Um, you can. It's a podcast. I, I can understand. <laughs> <fuck> <laughs> I can understand Jaden Daniels' hate to an extent, 
I get it. Rooting against a, uh, a, a collegiate athlete that is basically a teenager is still very lame, mm-hmm. but I can get it. What I don't get is people rooting against Pac-12 teams. Yes. You're not yeah. playing them. Like, yes. why Why are we, as ASU fans, going to be like, oh, what a shame. Utah lost. Or, or rooting for them to lose. Well, let's go Gators. Like, it's so stupid. Do you not <laughs> want Unless your you're team like a massive Ricky Pearsall fan. Yeah, yeah. Do you not want your team to be represented in the – or your conference to be represented, like, at all? Like, you want this – because not only that, but it also makes your team – look better if you end up beating yes. that team i think it's such a lame take unless you're rooting against u of a i think it's a very lame take <laughs> Saul looks through the window yeah oh my gosh yeah, no, no like, i mean we had talked about this a little over the weekend right like if you're rooting for a direct rival or even like someone like usc ucla who's mm-hmm. kind of fucking over the conference like that i get a little bit but like you you literally gain nothing by utah losing no, I, no, so, I didn't know people hated utah so much i, I love them well, i love I their utah. team I hate the state of Utah. I hate yeah. Well, I know Utah, state of Utah. I'm convinced um, that a more surprising thing would be give me a state that you like, honestly. I feel like he's New a big York Idaho Arizona. guy. A big uh, Idaho guy? No, I read an article today. Uh, <laughs> Idaho, by the way, original original member of the um, Pacific Athletic Con- or the Pacific Coast Conference, whatever, the, the origins of Pac-12. Uh-huh. Didn't know that until today. Um, I, like, I like parts of Texas. You know, Obviously, I got love for New York, Arizona, duh. California, certain parts of certain parts. Yeah, Washington, yeah. D.C. or state, state. Never been, so I have no problem. So with it. great, love that place. Yeah. Shout DC, out to as, as it's not technically a state, should be, but it's not a state. Like it. Um, okay, well we're Jayden talking Daniels. about yeah, we're talking about Washington <laughs> D.C. Let's get to Jaden Daniels. Louisiana. Although there are many, there are yeah. a lot of hated pe- people in Washington D.C. So maybe that translates a little bit. Um, yeah, Jaden Daniels was a part of the most electric college football game of the week. In my personal opinion, that LSU game was absolutely on crack. Like, can we tell the viewers what we did? We can. So I came up with an idea that we should play a drinking game with Jaden Daniels <laughs> um, and these wonderful men um, that are doing this podcast with me pitched in on some great ideas to drink for. So one of our things was, you know, <laughs> like we drink for every rushing yard like every yard guys no, not yard we every time it was under a 20 yard run we'd take a sip and every time it was over a 20 yard run we'd take a chug and that was just for Jaden daniels anytime he threw an interception or turned the ball over which he never did we would drink um anytime he gave up on the play too early we would drink <laughs> which happened a lot but the biggest thing was if he ever was smiling and or laughing or after, look confused well, okay, that was also a rule. <laughs> if, if, if they zoomed in on his face and he had that blank stare on his face, we'd also drink. <laughs> but the biggest rule was if he was ever smiling and or laughing after a play that was not favorable for LSU, we would have to shotgun a beer. So that happened when they threw short of the sticks and had to punt the ball on fourth down one time. He, he, he smiled, looked back at the bench and smiled when he shotgunned a beer. That was at halftime. Obviously, the kick gets blocked at the end of the game because of Jaden Daniels, and everyone's seen this clip. He's kind of holding back a smirk, but there was a little bit of a smile. So we were like, yeah, we got a shotgun. So we had a shotgun right after the game ended, which was needed because I had coin on LSU, and that (laughs) shit hurted. That was such an electric game to watch. Yeah. Like, that that makes you just immediately crave more football, I feel like. Now, like, looking at Jaden's game in particular, Brian Kelly had talked about it at halftime about how he did not want to see Jaden a scramble as much as he did. Yeah. Cause you're not going to win games like that, no. which example, Arizona state, Jaden Daniels. Like it's, it's just not a recipe for success 
long-term. Now, looking at his numbers, right, because there's been a lot on, you know, ASU fan pages on Twitter, on Facebook, Reddit, whatever, that are like, oh, my God, thank God we have Emory Jones. And, like, I agree, right? Emory Jones, I think, is a superior quarterback, a superior college football player to Jaden Daniels. Now, the only point of this is I just want to look at the numbers, specifically head-to-head of what happened. Now, you got to take in mind that these games were completely different. Emory played what? A couple snaps in the fourth quarter. They were really trying to just run the ball and get the clock, get the game over with. Whereas LSU was in a, I don't want to say a shootout, but they were in a battle pretty much from start to finish. They were behind, right? So looking at the numbers, Emory went 13 of 18 for 152 pass yards. Jaden went 26 of 35 for 209 pass yards. So before getting into any of the other stats, right off the rip, do you think that Jaden had a better passing day? Obviously, the numbers, he threw it more, threw it twice as much, completed it twice as much, had significantly more yards. But overall, did it did well, feel like he had a better passing if game? If you didn't watch the game, you would say that. Um, I think the the last drive obviously salvaged his stats. Yeah, they went 99 yards. They went 99 yards, and almost all of it was passing. So you basically add 100 yards there, and then they have the same numbers. So. Look, I, I thought Jaden was pretty piss poor in the first half. Um, he missed a lot of reads. The, it was the classic stare down the flat receiver and don't even look at you know your post route and just immediately check down because you like him. Um, we saw a lot of that. You know, he did go through his reads a couple times really well in that that um, last drive. Not only on the last drive, but also kind of in the third and fourth quarters. I saw a lot more that I liked. I thought Jaden as a whole, if you just take away that first half, the second half was really good. He looked really good in the second half, mm-hmm. especially obviously the last drive. But you also have to remember the last drive was fueled. You know, they 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 had the first couple shot plays that worked really well. But then after they got out of their own end zone, you have to remember that they're playing a shell defense because there was 40 seconds left. Yeah. You know, like. Like, it was Ben. Don't break. Yeah, one hundred percent. It was it was keep everything in front of you, and and LSU has four wide receivers that are probably going to be in the NFL. Like, give it to your guys, and that's all he <sighs> needs to do. So I thought he was good, not great. With the size, Sean. I just I I I as you were saying that I was having more flashbacks to the Bills Chiefs game. Oh that's gosh. exactly what happened in that game. Yeah, I hate the shells. I hate <laughs> cover two shells. Keep everything in front of you. It's the worst. Oh, then you're gonna hate playing me in Madden. You're oh, I will, I will tear you up. <laughs> Dude, I don't think you understand how bad you are compared to me. I've I never, have never played you in that. I know, but I just can tell you're terrible. Wow. Oh, my God. I can't wait to run this league. It's going to be absolutely Sean? beautiful. Um, About Madden or about Jaden? No, about Jaden. This is life. How's life? How are you doing? Uh-huh. Uh, no, Jaden, <laughs> like, like, yeah. I mean, the, the at the beginning of the game, like, it was pretty obvious to the point where his coach said it on national TV, basically like, <laughs> I mean, what was interesting about Jaden though, is like when we were looking on Twitter, you look at his former teammates, Doug Tamaro, like everyone was like, wow. he needs help. Like he's like, they didn't blame Jaden, which was yeah. interesting. I, I mean, got to take that with a grain of salt, I guess, but like, um, but it also speaks about him here. Everybody yeah. assumes that this program hates him. And I've always said that it's just so not true. Yeah. One really bad video surfaced. Yeah, it was a bad look, but these guys still respect and liked like him. Like they they definitely enjoyed him when he was here, um, and and I think that ASU's fans can learn a lot from that. Again, rooting for a twenty year old to fail is so lame to me. Um, it's so stupid. But yeah, like you, you you if you just look at like 
current and former players like rooting for him and like just think about that for a second like it's not they don't hate him they just like a couple guys didn't like him because he yeah. gave up or whatever you want to call it it's not a big deal i mean yeah yeah like you meant you you pointed out all of the the problems i think Jaden had like a overall like a pretty good game like obviously there was points where his decision making but the thing the thing about that is that he has the athleticism for the most part to turn those plays into positive if not like big like significant plays like there was a number of times where he had very impressive rushes where you could argue that he probably shouldn't have been running the ball in the first place but like he turned them into something and then obviously that that last drive like even if it is Ben don't break like he had to make plays still and I think ultimately if they had made that field goal, like that would have been one of the, uh, you could have said that that would be the best drive of any quarterback would have this season. Like he went 99 yards down the field. Um, yeah. With a minute 20 so to play. I, yeah. And I mean, this is his first game with his new team. So it, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how he plays throughout the rest of the year. I don't think you can really ever, like, obviously we are, but it's hard to compare his performance to Emery's because I think this is always going to be a, a rush first offense. And you're talking yeah. about a team that, like Shane said, has three, four receivers that are probably going to end up in the NFL. Um, I, I think they, it's, it's different. Like just, and they were using their whole, their whole playbook against a, a, a similar, 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 similarly, <laughs> similarly, similarly talented team. Um, whereas, ASU was obviously trying to hold some things back. Uh, shut yeah. up, collective. So, it, it'll be, what'd you say? I said, shut up, collective. Cool. Oh, yeah, collective. exactly. Um, so it's hard to compare. Has someone else them, said that before? I think I'm really good. It's a, it's a very common thing for dumb people to do. Oh, really? Oh, got him. Got him good. Got him. Damn, I'm dumb. That's crazy. No. What did you think, Totri? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's super tough to compare. Like you guys have kind of said, it's tough. Not necessarily the player, the style of offense. I am totally comfortable like comparing that, but like the games themselves were so different and required such different play calling that that's what makes it specifically tough. Because mm-hmm. I think Emery, like we said, I think there's a consensus that Emery is a better thrower. I think he is a better player. Now, the performance against NAU didn't really allow that to happen because they were just going to run it down their throats the entire game, which is exactly what they did. Now, you know, Look at the rush yards a little bit. Like Jaden ran five more times than Emory did for he rushed for 70 more rush yards than he did as well. They both had two touchdowns, no turnovers. Um, Jaden's QBR was 84.3, Emory's was 59.5. Now you might look at the 59.5 and you're like, oh my God, those numbers aren't great. But again, he only threw it 18 times. And, and he touchdowns threw it. play a big factor in QBR. I'm pretty sure he was 11 of 13 in the first half. Yeah. So he only threw it five more times the second half. He was great. Like, We'll see again. It'll be interesting to see what both these teams do in week two. I don't know who LSU has in week two, but Oklahoma State, I think, is going to be a shootout. So odds are we will see Emory Jones let it lose probably a little bit more. It's going to be interesting, but I don't know. No reason to talk about Jaden anymore on today's show, at least. Um, But we can talk about Burrito Express and their amazing burritos. Next time you guys are at the Tempe location, check out their new custom Burrito Express themed first responders shirt with all proceeds going to the Tunnels to Towers organization. They're only 25 bucks and they're going to hook you up with a free burrito. Get them while they're hot. Only 100 shirts are available. Again, how could you not want to get a $25 shirt that comes with a burrito? I really don't know. Like, 
<laughs> just do it. Just do it. It makes sense. Odds are you're going to see someone from the ASU football team when you go to the Tepe location because yeah. they are always there. I wouldn't be surprised if Chad Johnson made your burrito for you. That would be crazy. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I mean, I Chad be... Johnson or Chad Johnson Jr. Chad Johnson Jr. Excuse me. <laughs> okay. no, I was going to say that'd be, be fucking Chad wild. Chad, John- Chad Johnson is Chad Johnson Jr. Chad Ochocinco is his dad. My bad. My He's apologies. still Ochocinco. Why isn't Chad Johnson in the Madden about- League? Knowing what I know about Ocho Cinco, <laughs> he probably would be behind making a burrito. Like, I feel yeah. like he's just that kind of guy. He My man loves McDonald's. He does. He loves McDonald's. Uh, so I haven't had McDonald's yeah. in a like, It's all he tweets about. He tweets about McDonald's and playing FIFA, basically. It's like the only thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like his $10 outfits from Walmart. Um, mm-hmm. I had Burrito Express man. yesterday morning, by the way. They did. Really? I had Burrito Express yesterday. Obviously, Breakfast Supreme, Green Salsa, duh. Is after we cleaned up all the cake. Uh, What's up? Yeah. Yeah. After we cleaned up. Damn. He's going to say that. Well, I mean, we'll get into the cake. We'll get into the cake. We will? Eventually. I got to talk about DraftKings real quick, though. Uh, So we've brought it up several times. NFL action is here, guys. DraftKings Sportsbook app is going to be hooking fans up right now. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for week one, Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. Download DraftKings Sportsbook, use promo code PHNX, and bet on an NFL team to win. Doesn't matter who. If you like the Bills to win, bet on them. If you like the Rams, RIP Sean. You can bet on you can bet on the Rams, the Chargers, the Seahawks, the Cardinals, wherever you want to go with it. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. Even if your team loses, as long as they go up by 10. Again, that's promo code PHNX on DraftKings well, Sportsbook. Yes. So the 10 is for Sunday and Monday's games. It's only seven points in the Bills and Rams game. Really? So if you, Sean, I know, I think the Bills are going to win, but you can get plus money on the Rams money line right now. If they score the first touchdown of the game. Then you're good. Well, assuming, assuming there's no, there's no LSU yeah. fun. Yeah. And assuming that the Bills don't kick a field goal before that, they're up seven nothing. You cash out in the first and on the first drive. And like, they go put your money on Bill's money line after that. Exactly. Boom. Boom. Money. Absolutely money. amazing. The DraftKings Sportsbook app has always got great promos and deals for you guys. So go check it out. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for details. You want to talk about the cake? No. No, you don't want to talk about the cake? No. Okay. Well, I'll talk about something that's just as bad as the cake that was everywhere. Um, and that's Colorado and a lot of other teams in the Pac-12. Oh, my it's God. Not, we're not going to get into our Pac-12 power rankings. We will do that on Wednesday's live show. But I do want to talk a little bit about the Pac-12 from what we saw over the weekend because it was an assortment of fuckery. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a great way to put it. Fuck the Conference of Champions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pac-12, assortment of fuckery. Um, yeah, so – we have a text thread, just us three. Um, uh, the group chat is called Little Stinkers on Camera. Um, and we just talk about basically everything, mostly about the show. But we text a lot about football and sports that are on. Totri was pretty mute the whole time we were talking about college football. It was mostly me and Sean just going back and forth. I'm going to try to figure this out and see what some of the texts were, try to find some funny ones. Um, but, yeah, the game was gross. It was yeah. really, really gross. Who were the – give me your best two. That, the best two performances you saw from the pack and the worst. Two oh, I was just talking about Colorado. Oh, that, yeah. game, that game was terrible. Colorado. Oh. And I tweeted it out. I think ASU is going to rush for 300 plus yards against that defense. That the defense is two, Are you talking individual or team performances? Uh, team performances. Well, the worst oh, was well, Oregon. Worse than Colorado? 
No, yeah, Colorado I mean, was the worst. No, Oregon. Yeah, was, Colorado. Yeah. You got to figure it, Georgia is Georgia. Yeah. That was bad. That's Georgia, my second worst. Georgia is amazing. They're not as good as last year's Georgia, and they still have a mailman for a quarterback. I love Stetson Bennett. I'm not going to shit on him as it says he's a bad quarterback. They still have mailman? a mailman for a quarterback. Um, best performances? Um, Oregon State, first forced yep. five turnovers against Boise, a Boise team. That Oregon State protected. is a sleeper this year. Yeah, I like yeah, it. I like yeah. them a lot. Boise State, is. some people have them projected to win the Mountain West. Some people have their quarterback, I forget his name, to to win player of the conference this year a player of the year for this conference um so that was incredible and then uh, i have it's to say it. i have to say it it's arizona they looked yeah. incredible against the san diego state team that's not what they were even last year but not but it's that still, bad it's still a good team yeah um yeah. A, playing in their, their their first game in their new stadium like they looked incredible Jaden delora looked really good their receivers looked good Pac 12 offensive player of the week yeah um they they looked good um, and then, yeah, worse is definitely Oregon and Colorado. If you want, yeah, it's just Colorado's a, a downright bad team. Bo Nix is just might be a bottom three quarterback in the conference. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah. I'd have to agree with you with Oregon State. Um, after UCLA woke up, they look okay, but I'm just so unimpressed with how they play football. It's just DTR running the ball. And then, yeah. you know, I, I, I just don't like it. It was against Bowling Green. Yeah. They were down 17 nothing. I think, at one point. Or 10, yeah, I think it was 17 nothing. And was, did you see the stands? Yeah. That place was empty. empty. Um, I thought they looked okay, but uh, surprising as it may seem, I think Utah looked really good. Yeah. I know they uh, lost, yeah. but Florida's a really good team. They should have been ranked, and they're going to be ranked when the new poll comes ranked. out. They are. Oh, it did come they out. Yeah. 12, oh, yeah. 12 in front of Utah's 13. Yeah. They jumped from not being ranked yeah. to 12. They should have been ranked to start the They should have been, yeah. Um, I think I think you know everyone's on Anthony Richardson watch for the next two years. I mean, the man is yeah. just incredible. That that and now you know why Emory Jones decided that yeah. he was going to leave Florida. Florida. Yeah. that yeah. two point conversion with the spinny jump pump fake was just ridiculous. Um, but Utah, I thought their defense was solid. But I really liked what I saw from their offense during crunch time. Aside from Cam Rising staring down a guy that was on the floor and then throwing it to him still. Uh, it's just the choke show that we've always expected out of Utah, which really sucks because I hate that because I really like Utah. Um, and now they're not going to be even close to a college football playoff this year. Just how I don't know about that. Yeah, I do. It's, yeah, the only team I think alive now for a for an actual spot would be USC, and yeah. they would have to they would have to make some waves. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know what Utah's schedule looks like, and obviously the Pac-12. But like last year, three of the teams had one win or had one loss. Like I, I don't think a loss, especially a team that could end up win, not. I'm not yeah, but, win but Utah's but, only but big those, team but, now. But those three teams are, were not in the Pac-12, Sean. They they yeah, don't get they fair. don't get the same recognition. It's it sucks, but. It's true. I don't, you got to look just, at the rest I mean, of the schedule. I, I'm not going to bet on them to make the college football playoff, yeah. but I don't think it's absolutely a death knell. Like, I, if they win out, I think they're going to be a top six. Let's see. They, so, so the yeah. only ranked team they play the rest of the way as is of USC. right now is USC, which you would have to stomp USC, and you'd need a lot to happen. Yeah. For that, like the only teams that I see realistically, and I won't say realistically, but given their schedule, right, is USC, who is obviously undefeated. They kick the shit out of Rice. They've got Notre Dame at the end of the year, and they've got Utah. So if they can beat down those teams, win the conference, then you assume that you know they will be in play there again. Given what happens in the SEC, Alabama, Georgia. How far did Notre Dame fall? Uh, eight. So oh, good. Not too bad. Yeah, so the, you'll still need they, Notre Dame to be in the top ten. They were now, very, like. they were very impressive against Ohio State. Yeah, um, if their offense helps them out a little bit. 
happen. When ASU beats Oklahoma State and they win out, they'll be in the college football. Well, that's 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 my next, and I, we brought yeah. it up, is their yep. schedule, their next four games are three of the four are top 13 teams. They'll have Oklahoma State, then you throw away Eastern Michigan, which that would be the most ASU thing to do to beat <laughs> yeah, Oklahoma honestly. State in Stillwater and then lose to Eastern Michigan. But then right after that, then you've got Utah and USC, who presumably are both going to win this week. USC has Stanford, and I forget who Utah has. Utah has somebody not great. So see. you go into those games. You If, Southern, if ASU finds Southern a way Utah. to win those games, they're 100% ranked. I think ASU's ranked if they beat Oklahoma State. So yeah. I think well, if 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 they win all of those games, ASU is probably a top ten team in the country. Like if we're be if we're getting yeah, they would uh, be dramatic. Yeah. About you beat this. you beat those three teams, you are a hundred percent in the top ten. And 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 it begs the question: Could they make the college football playoff? <laughs> we're not going to do this. Find out later. If they, no, if they, if, they, <laughs> if they do all of that, you have to. I'm, I mean, again, ASU they could fuck up somewhere else, but they're going to be in the college. Well, football you you would you would you would lose in Corvallis, even though you don't play there this year. <laughs> you, you they still, would just add the add the. You would still loss. find BYU a way to lose. No, you'd you'd lose against U of A, and they would spoil your chances. <sighs> okay, let's. Can we stop? Um, no, yeah. just real quick. Do you think yep. that Emory Jones would have to be putting on a Heisman level season in order for them to get to that point? No. Like, do you think? No. It, you think they think can do so. that without Emory Jones being? A yes. I think they need him to be obviously a very serviceable I think, quarterback. I think. I think to do that, if Emory doesn't do that, then then um. Xavier Valley, they would need to win the what is it, the Doak, Doak Walker, yeah, the Doak Walker Award. So, yeah, I think for Valley ASU, the, uh, what, hey man, Pac 12 special teams player it. of the week. You'll love to yeah, see a dude with four for four. Shout out him. Um, but also, last thing before we get out of here, these ASU games these next few weeks are going to be a lot of fun. Okay, regardless of what happens in Stillwater, there's a lot of really great opponents. Uh, that the Sun Devils are going to be facing. And if you guys want to go to those games, the best place to get your tickets is Game Time. It's the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets for sports, concerts, and shows. And you can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy tickets last minute. It's great for you procrastinators out there. If you love PHNX, then you will love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Okay. Go buy them through the link in the description. Uh, we will see you $10. guys. Oh, no, real quick. Just $10 for Eastern Michigan. Also, when you're on the app and you look at the picture that they have for ASU, it's a um, when they had the the black like USA jerseys. It's like the black pitchfork. And it says it's like the black end zones. It shit goes crazy. And I, who, who, I who is the play? Is there a player in there? Uh, no, it's just a, it's like a, a field view. Like a giant oh, gotcha. of the field. Oh, it yeah. It's crazy, though. Yep. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you live show on Wednesday, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We will be talking Pac-12 power rankings and more Arizona State versus Oklahoma State. And maybe then we'll tell you about the cake. Um, but for now, <laughs> you guys can follow us at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Totri. You can follow Shane at Shane Deef. And you can follow the man, the myth, the legend, Sean DePause at Sean oh. underscore DePause. Wait, why did he get that today? That I don't know. So... It just kind of fell, fell out. It was so kind of you. Um, I don't know. Being humbled or being a... I was going to say an underdog as always. Shout out underdog fantasy. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> See y'all Wednesday again, 3 o'clock. Have a great day. Peace.